0: Well, hi, everyone. I think probably some people might still be coming, but we already have a pretty good group here. Um, It feels weird because normally when I Zoom, I feel like we should have a conversation, but... This time, um, I, think, I guess we won't. Um, so just, if you guys uh, haven't used Zoom before, um, and right now you're in gallery view, and you've got like lots and lots in, of small pictures, uh, you might want to choose to use speaker view, uh, although Jennifer actually would prefer for you not to. So you can decide whether you'd prefer to be looking at Jennifer or not, because I think she'd like you to be looking at everyone else. Um, and then also, uh, thanks for uh, keeping it muted just that way they'll keep there being from like other noises or whatnot, kind of keeping us, um, uh, you know, like other sounds kind of keeping us from being able to be heard. So here's, a, like, I think in just a moment after, uh, after I pray, what we'll do is I will just kind of like interview Jennifer to let her kind of like talk about some of these things. Um, I'm excited about this. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the person to my right. Um, and then uh, if you haven't seen before... Down at the bottom, there is that chat function. And if at any point during the the talk, there's a question that occurs to you, you can feel free to kind of uh, in chat, write the questions. And then at the end of our time together, I will look through them and and pose them to Jennifer. Um, And she's especially excited about spontaneous speaking, but she'll handle them much better than she thinks she will. So how about I open us in prayer? Father, thank you so much uh, that even as we find ourselves in a challenging time such as this, uh, that you don't leave us alone. Um, We thank you more than anything that you are with us and uh, that you uh, tell us that even if we pass through the waters, you will be there and that we won't be drowned. But I thank you also that one of the ways that you care for us is through um, the wisdom you give us in disciplines such as as psychology and some of the things that we have gained through people who have worked to understand this. And so I pray for our conversation tonight uh, that you would help Jennifer to speak clearly and have clarity uh, that this would be a time that would serve us well as we seek um, to respond to this time honestly and well, and and to care for others, whether as parents or friends who are also having challenges in this time. We pray just that that what happens tonight would help us as a church in this way, and not just as a church, anyone else who's uh, participating in this, that it would help them as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so uh, just to start things off, some of you might not know uh, Jennifer. So I thought I would introduce her, which is also making her terrified at this point. because She has no idea what I want to say, but I, I, I'll kind of keep to more of like the traditional way of uh, introducing. Uh, so if you don't know Jennifer, uh, she, uh, well, to me, most importantly, she is my wife, parent of our three children. But also she uh, has a master's. She's a therapist, a licensed therapist who has a master's in marriage and family therapy. The last couple of years, she owns her own uh, counseling business, uh, Snapdragon Counseling in Hinsdale. Um, and perhaps especially to the point for tonight, her her focus, her specialization has been in trauma. Um, and t- tell us even just a little bit about that. Uh, about like, so we're going to kind of get into thinking about trauma, but yeah, tell us just about that uh, specialization.
1: Her. Yeah, sorry. Hi everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also hi to my mom. I see her there.
0: <laughs> you just, you just did a hi mom. I did. Okay. Just, I've uh,
2: never done it
1: before.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, so I um it's my great privilege to help individuals and couples who've been through trauma in some way. Um and I help them when the symptoms of trauma have persisted. Um mm-hmm. Over sometimes months, years, even decades, Um, Mm -hmm. and then um, try to help them resolve those symptoms so that they can be more present today and with the people they love and connecting.
0: Yep, that makes sense. So, one of the things, and you know, like when we were talking ahead of time. I think trauma is a category that for many of us, we think of trauma, we think of something violent, something dramatic that's happened, that's kind of intense. Like we think of PTSD, like war in Afghanistan or whatnot. But, um, but trauma is kind of a like a broader category than that, right? Um, so what should we be thinking of when we think of the word trauma? So
2: um, when I was preparing this, I thought, well, what um, what would Google say? So. <laughs> So I Googled trauma just to see what the like sort of given definition out there was. And of course, there's lots of definitions. But the first thing that came up was um, a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And I thought that was a pretty good definition Uh um, for a basic definition. And one of the things I really liked about it is that it points to experience um, because trauma is not just about the type of event, but it's more about how a person experiences that event. Mm-hmm. So, um, some things are just objectively traumatic, like death or assault mm-hmm. or war, those kind of things. I think anybody would say
1: that was that's trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, but a person might experience those things as more or less traumatic. Um, depending on their past experiences, their family that they grew up in, um, the resources they have now. Um, So I was thinking about this and I thought, for an example, um, you know, being shot at seems objectively traumatic. It's Uh one of those things. But if you were a trained CIA operative, right, you would have the skills and know what to do to keep yourself safe in the moment and you may not experience that event as as deeply distressing right. as someone like I would <laughs> so if that happened to me so um
0: so there's an inherently subjective component it's not just about the event it's about how someone experiences that's central to the trauma idea
2: right yeah um so Yeah, so the definition that I like best.
0: I want to Um, try to do a screen share. If this doesn't work, I apologize. I think it's going to work, though.
2: It's by a psychologist named Karen sack I'm not sure I said that correctly, but um, this is the one that I've been taught and is sort of the one I use as my working definition. Um, Psychological trauma is the unique individual experience of an event, a series of events, or a set of enduring conditions in which the individual's ability to tolerate or integrate the emotional and physical experience is overwhelmed and or the individual experiences a sense of threat to life, bodily integrity, or sanity.
1: That's impossible.
2: I know, that's why I wanted it on the screen. <laughs> Um, So it's about how a person processes the experience of the threat.
0: So that that, the emotional emotional and physical experience is overwhelmed is a key part of that, where there's a flooding that kind of goes beyond the ability to process in the moment.
2: Yeah. And so you can imagine how, you know, depending on your past experiences, the kind of things you're used to in life, that might look different for different people.
0: Right. If someone has had a terrible experience with spiders, then a spider attack might be trauma where the other one's no big deal. Right. Because they're just overwhelmed by that in the moment. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Um and so just to describe those three categories, just to kind of give you a sense where it says um like an event mm-hmm. that would be like getting mugged on the subway. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a series of events might be like um, the danger that a police officer experiences every day, or
1: right.
2: um, hospital workers and their ongoing exposure to illness, right? right? Like to now. Right. Um, and a set of enduring conditions is like um, domestic abuse,
0: where it's just always pervasive,
2: right? Political unrest,
0: mm-hmm. or a pandemic. So <laughs> <laughs> Which is the transit? Here, let, let's 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 move it because uh, off of this. All right. So, um, so you just gave me a great segue because you know my next question because I've given these to you ahead of time. Yes. Um, so one of the things that kind of sparked this is I remember you telling me that trauma experts like Bessel van der Kolk, which is one of my favorite trauma expert names, yes. um, seem to be basically all agreed that this is a time of kind of global trauma. Um, And so, yeah, tell me more why that is. Um,
2: Yes. So, um, yeah. So as I said before, pandemic fits that experience, that enduring conditions, the set of enduring conditions. Um, And one of the reasons why, I mean, I'm going to kind of list a bunch of things that are part of why it's traumatic. Mm -hmm. Um, So the main thing is I think that it's This is completely unlike anything we've ever experienced before. Um, We don't really have a way of integrating this into our current understanding of reality. Mm -hmm. It's something totally new that we're having to figure out how to do. Um, We're experiencing threat. So that was part of that definition, right? Both, Both threat to our way of life. Right. which is totally upside down, and threat to our physical lives, which we, we don't know how we will respond to the virus if we get it. We don't know if, if we'll get it. We don't know if the people we love will get it. You know, it's all, so there's that kind of big threat. Um, we experience feelings of helplessness because mm. um, we're unable to stop the virus or escape from it. Um, And that's a big part of trauma, feeling like you can't do anything about it. Um, Unpredictability is also a key ingredient to trauma. Um, When people or systems that are supposed to be safe um, or trustworthy are inconsistent and sometimes dangerous, that's traumatic. So classic example of that, of course, is like... um, children in an abusive home. So Mm -hmm. the person who's supposed to be your caregiver, um, if that person's sometimes also a threat to your life, that unpredictability is traumatic. Um, So this pandemic brings huge unpredictability. Um, And one of my favorite trauma experts, Vessel, Vander Cole, wait. recently made the point that not only are we facing this unpredictability in terms of our health, but we're also facing it in the political arena. Yes. Right? Um, because Trump is completely unpredictable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, wh- whatever you think about him, he's unpredictable. Okay. Um, and he doesn't create a sense of safety in this totally confusing time.
1: So, oh. yeah.
2: Oh, and then also, sorry, I guess there's a few other reasons why this is traumatic, yeah. right? We have fewer resources than usual, so we don't have relationships. Yes. I mean, we have relationships. But we so. can't
0: be with each other the way we normally yeah. are. Right. Sure. Right.
2: know, totally different. Um, even things like connection we normally would have with strangers, where you go out to a movie or – you are at, out to dinner and you yes. like are with people, you have a sense of being part of the human race together, you know. Um, that's all gone,
0: even shopping now feels threatening, right? Yeah. You know, everyone wearing a mask, everyone having to be careful with each other, it totally changes how things feel, right? Yeah,
2: um, and we don't have so usually we will fall back onto our structures and routines in a time of stress mm-hmm. as the thing that kind of help us through. And we don't have that either. Yes. Um so we kind of experience this overwhelming fatigue because of the constant decisions we're having to make about regular things, you know, just basic things.
1: Yep.
2: Um, so one of another one of my favorite teachers, <laughs> Janina Fisher, mm-hmm. um said recently that she believes that this is as traumatic as being at war.
1: Um, really? Yeah.
2: She said it may not be as frightening, but it has the it same has. effect. Huh. Which I thought was...
1: Quite the statement.
2: Yeah. It was kind of surprising to me when I heard her say that. Hmm. So... um So I think that was- So yeah,
0: let me, so then, so then as I understand it, so you're saying we're all experiencing trauma, whether we name it as such or not. And when we experience trauma, as I understand, in whatever form, it's not unlikely that it will affect us emotionally in a variety of ways. And so I'd be interested in you telling just what are some of the ways we might experience, like how, how the, you know, trauma will manifest itself with us emotionally?
1: Yes. Um,
2: so actually, this is where my I have a visual aid. So we'll see if, um, <laughs> if I can actually show it to you guys. Well, um, so I don't know. Can you can you guys see that?
0: Not if if you guys can see it to some degree.
2: No, <laughs> okay. I can describe it. Um, can you guys see that?
0: Okay. Yes, I got some knots. Okay.
2: Yeah. So you'll see in the middle area there. Um, that says window of tolerance and above it says hyper arousal and below it says hypo arousal. And so we have these nervous systems that are amazing. Like the way that God created us is just amazing. Um, but they are capable of really, really high arousal. Like what will allow us to run for miles to escape an attacker Mm -hmm. or um, allows a 90 year old woman to beat off her attacker with a cane, right? So it's a kind of adrenaline sort of stuff, right? Um, We also have nervous systems that are capable of extremely low arousal, which would be like what happens in hypothermia or a medically induced coma. So your system can go into almost shutdown mode to protect you mm-hmm. um, if it's the best way for you to survive, right? So, um, because- Do you still
0: need this, by the way? Do you want to- want to
2: put it down. It. <laughs> so, but usually we don't have, we're not in that really high arousal or that really low arousal.
0: in-between is the window of tolerance.
2: Right, we kind of go up and down depending on our experiences of the day or whatever. But trauma, um, puts us into those other zones. Hmm. And so there's all kinds of, actually I have another page in here. There's all kinds of symptoms, um, and I can read these, but that come from trauma because trauma is sort of like a, um, this is my little flip chart. Um, it's experienced in symptoms. So there is all these things and some of them might, they are things that, fit with categories like anxiety and depression. And anxiety is kind of when we are hyper aroused, that high arousal Mm -hmm. is those kind of, and we're all kind of on that alert right now. Um, And depression is more mimicking those really low arousal.
0: Hypothermia kind of situation. Right.
2: Um, So all kinds of things can come up like, Numbing, decreased concentration, insomnia, emotional overwhelm, shame and worthlessness, nightmares and flashbacks, anxiety, panic attacks, headaches. Um, so there's a lot of physical symptoms and also just emotional
1: symptoms.
0: What is interesting? Like, what are some of the other ones?
1: Um, like, do you want to read them? Since you're uh, you're
0: wanting me to read them. <laughs> okay. So uh, all of these are symptoms of trauma. So. Yes. Loss of a sense of the future, and hopelessness. Um, shame and worthlessness, that's interesting. Trauma makes us feel worthless. Um, little or no memories, so just like like blanking out on certain things.
1: Um,
0: you said nightmares and flashbacks. Hyper vigilance and mistrust, so the inability to feel confident in things. Um, panic attacks, go ahead. Just in other people, yeah. Oh, trusting other people, okay, yeah. Panic attacks, um, decreased concentration, man, I feel like I was talking with someone else that like at best I'm working at like 80% productivity right now yes. because I just can't concentrate. Right. Some
2: I feel really slowed down. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing a ton, but I'm just like going really slow.
0: Someone put it like, <laughs> it's like we're waiting in mud the whole time. Yeah. So that decreased concentration, the numbing loss of interest, which when we're going to talk about kids in a little while, that's one of the real challenges when they're doing e-learning, isn't it? Um, irritability. Irritability. Uh, loss of a sense of who I am, feeling unreal or out of body. So there can be just like almost this surreal out of body experience mm-hmm. at times. Kind
1: of, yeah.
0: And then also it says like eating disorders. It can kind of kick up some of those as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that comes from partly, um, and is this, um, when it said eating disorders, it made me think of other kind of um, things that we might, um, abuse
0: oh yeah substance abuse is right? thing, right? um,
2: because it's a way of trying to manage those symptoms um and
0: so that could be overeating. that could be binge netflix like no, right. there could be different ways where we shopping
2: just shopping online <laughs> I don't know. Yep. yeah yeah um yeah so i don't know if that answered your emotions question
0: yeah no that was really helpful yeah um so We've already just mentioned our kids. So as for those of us who are parents, um, what should we be on the lookout for expecting some of our kids, some of the behaviors that might manifest this for them?
2: Yeah, so um all the same things as for us, <laughs> really. Um and sorry, I'm just checking my my notes here. Um oh, yeah. Oh. I forgot to say something in your question before, but I'll
0: um, you want to go back. We can talk about kids in a moment. If you want to just like circle back. Yeah.
2: Okay. okay yeah. So I was just going to say, sorry about that. Um, but another thing in terms of our emotions is that a lot of times. Um, so something like this with a traumatic environment mm-hmm. can remind us of past trauma. So
1: huh.
2: if you are a person who has experienced some kind of past trauma where you've had these kind of similar feelings that go with it, like that you just listed off. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes the feelings that you're going to feel now in the midst of all of this might cause you to react or respond to the present moment as though that thing from a long time ago is happening. And so it can be confusing to the people you're with, um, confusing to you. And you'll be like, I thought I was over that thing, but so
0: like, say you're like, you found out that a close friend got in a car accident, and like you were there to see, or something where it's like just like had a mark on you. Suddenly, after feeling like it's done, it comes. You start feeling those things all over mm-hmm. again.
2: Yeah, and okay. so just to be aware of that, like that yeah, that right. can happen again, and also to be patient with each other because sometimes when a person is having a really strong reaction that seems kind of unwarranted or something to a situation, it might not be about the situation or about you. It might just be a reflection of something from a while ago. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So So that's helpful, especially when thinking about like, even within marriage, we're we're talking about parenting, but to recognize that we might find our spouses or ourselves responding in a way and. To be slow to react to that, to recognize a lot of this has to do with the situation that we're in.
2: Yes, which is why I brought up that, why I wanted to say that, because it also fits with the kids.
0: Right, right? yes. So let's let's talk about kids, about some of the things that we should be expecting or looking for for kids experiencing this.
1: Right,
2: so as with us, they um, might have quite a bit of anxiety, um, which could look like hyperactivity, (laughs) being really nuts. Um, Or it could even look like immobility, like can't make a decision, doesn't seem to move forward in anything um, because they're just like paralyzed from not knowing what to do um, because everything's so weird. Um, It could also look like uh, kind of a sense of over responsibility, um, thinking that other people's well-being is in their hands. Um, If they get sick, they might get other people sick. Um, and so they might be checking if you're okay a lot, um, depression and symptoms of depression that to look for in kids are a lot of times it shows up in kids. Sometimes it's that really low activation. It can also show up, um, not uncommonly as irritability and angry outbursts, um, Ongoing feelings of sadness and hopelessness. That's what you would expect. Mm-hmm. Social withdrawal. So obviously we have to be away from people now, um, but they might even further isolate like stay in their room mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, Increase sensitivity to rejection. Mm-hmm. So you're joking around in your family and then somebody feels like unduly hurt in a way that they didn't normally seem to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, changes in appetite, changes in sleep, outbursts, difficulty concentrating, low energy, physical complaints like headaches or stomach aches. A lot of times there's a lot of somatic symptoms which aren't, they're not really sick, right?
0: Um, But they're feeling it, it's a real feeling.
2: Yes. Um, Feelings of worthlessness, of guilt, thoughts of death. Um, Mm -hmm. So probably a lot of extra questions about death with the pandemic,
0: right? so, also, like you know like if they're supposed to like sit still for example on Sunday morning in front of a TV screen for church <laughs> might not go so well if hyperactivity is one of the things for example totally.
1: yeah.
2: yeah yeah so sometimes I was gonna say it might even look like kids are not trying um, in whatever in their schoolwork or in something you ask them to do or maybe they seem like they're acting less mature than normal
1: <laughs> um,
2: not always but sometimes it might seem that way and that is a response to our traumatic environment. So it's probably less correction and more understanding is what's like, we need to give each other a little more.
0: Right. Cool. So, so not like not completely excusing and say everything's okay, but more kind of like coming alongside and how can I partner with you to help you with this yes. rather than come on, stop. I know that. this is hard. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So good. Um, so, I you know so we're you know like we're talking about some of these emotions, and and one of the things that we want to talk about is how to healthily process this. What can happen when we're not healthfully processing this? Like, what what are some of the possible effects of that? Yeah.
2: So when I was thinking about that question, I was I I guess I was I was thinking more globally, um, but this isn't to say that that this couldn't affect you know our Community as well, mm-hmm. um, but the ones that came to mind off the top of my mind were increased suicide. That's mm-hmm. actually already being shown to be the case as as early as like two months ago mm-hmm. because of all this. Um, increased domestic abuse. I'm really mm-hmm. worried about um, kids that are at home and wives that are at home in an environment where it's not safe and they have to stay home. So um, increased substance addiction because people don't know how else to calm their systems down or get themselves motivated to do the day. Um, And then a huge one that seems like not maybe as significant, but really is, is loneliness and isolation. Mm -hmm. Because loneliness actually, you know, people die from it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like I'm... Especially worried about people who don't have anyone to be with, right? right. Single people, or
0: right. I don't. So okay, as as an as we experience this, um, what are helpful actions that we could take, or habits that we could seek that might help us? To handle this in a healthy way. So, like, basically, this whole time we've just been digging. And say, boy, this is terrible. I know it's really. I mean, maybe you know. So now, now we've traumatized people in this very moment by telling them they're experiencing trauma. Um, so let's try to dig out a little bit. Like, what, what are some things that actually would be helpful for us in this difficult yes.
2: So routine and structure is huge. Hmm. So um, because we have like what what I said before, where we've lost any sense of normalcy, um, both us and our kids, um, we need to increase predictability. So even to the extent of being boring is probably good where um, the more that you can make things you know you have to create a whole different structure than usual right um but it's so
0: exhausting the fact that we're having to make these decisions but if we can make that more consistent make a
2: plan have a plan for your day and um do your best to follow through on it for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, that is huge um movement is super important exercise um, that increases our sense of strength and agency, like that we mm-hmm. actually can affect change in our environment. Um, so sitting around all day in your pajamas isn't the best idea, <laughs> 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 which is what a lot of us, you know, is the natural thing to do right now. Um, but if you, you know, just make yourself go out for a walk or. Um,
0: so You're saying because trauma inherently makes us feel powerless in a passive kind of role of sitting in pajamas just reinforces that for us. So actually getting up, moving, all those things actually helps us say, hey, I'm not completely powerless. Okay, it's interesting.
2: So it will mitigate those tremendous effects. Um, Find ways to move toward each other and increase connection. So I feel like as a church we're trying to do that. Um, I know that a lot of you guys are doing a great job of that. people sat by each other's houses and wave from the outside and um, I think that the the more that we can do that the better Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, whatever that means so um, taking care of yourself so if if we are depleted um, and responding poorly that's not going to help anybody Um, especially the people you live with so that's really important too to take that time for yourself that you might
0: need. so, prison. yeah, tell me, what, what do you mean by taking care of yourself? Like, what are some ideas for that?
2: So, if you're the kind of person who knows that they need quiet, alone time, then take it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, find a way to make it happen. Um, don't just be on Zoom calls nonstop. Um, that's part of what I mean. Or Exercise, eating healthfully—all those things that are normal things about taking care of yourself.
0: I'm reminded, you know, like how when you're on an airplane and they're telling you about uh, should there be a depressurizing of the cabin, when you have a child, make sure the oxygen mask is on you first, and then you can kind of take care of the kid. Because you try to take care of the kid, you might. Have- you're saying make sure your oxygen mask is on. Like think through yes. the things that you need to do, you know, time of prayer, time of something, different things like that to be able to manage things.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's a great, a lot of times I think, you know, as parents we try to make that happen or whatever before the kids come home from school or, you know, Oh yeah, right. so, but I think we're all together all the time. It's okay to explain to our kids, you know, part of the way that I, deal with stress is I need half an hour to myself or whatever it is. Um, and hmm. that's
0: okay. Yeah. Cause that's teaching them all the system for themselves about how to do that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we could do that I think increases agency. It also staves off depression is learn a new skill. <laughs> so <laughs> the, I think it's a great opportunity to just pick something you've always wanted to learn and find a YouTube video and learn it. So, because
0: there's that sense of progression and agency again.
2: Yep. Uh-huh. You're moving forward.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and then I think this was my last thing. Be balanced in your assessment of the
1: pandemic. Hmm.
2: So what I mean is this is truly hard. It's really exhausting. It's in a lot of ways not fun. None of us were looking for it. Um, it's sad, confusing. Um, And I feel like to say otherwise is to be out of touch with reality. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's also true that God is good and that he's in control and that he loves us. And I feel like one of the things I've really loved most about the Trinity postcards Mm -hmm. is I feel like every single one has been saying something about what have we been learning, what is God teaching us during this time, and it has not been, it's been real stuff. Yeah, Um, right. And that is just really important to hold those side by side, where we're not trying to pretend that it's all fine, um, but that we're also recognizing that God's doing something. Yes. Uh, We just don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, because because COVID-19 could become all-encompassing. It could become everything.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's not the right way of seeing it either. It's 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 being honest. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. So those um, are some
1: things.
0: I want to yeah. talk about parenting in just a moment because it's obviously one of the questions. But it's not just parents that we have relationships. Like in terms of as we're trying to help others, what are some good steps or practices we can take as we're thinking about how to care for each other?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, one thing is just pay attention to your the people you're in relationship with. Um, and if someone seems not quite themselves, ask if they're okay, um, mm-hmm. they might not want to talk about it and that's fine, but it, it will matter that you asked. So um, that's important. Um, if if you feel like something might be helpful for someone like, oh, maybe that you know, it would be good for them to be connected with someone or invite them to do something with you, whether or not it's like, it might be with you on zoom. Right. But not just say this, well, you should try this. Um, if you're gonna, if you're going to suggest something, just only ever do it in a, Hey, would you like to do this with me? <laughs> Don't tell people what to do right. because this is like a thing of grieving. And I think we, have gotten the idea that everyone grieves differently. Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, we aren't, when someone loses someone, you know, we're not telling them how to be or what to think or how to feel. Right. And this is the same.
0: Right.
2: But, yeah. Um,
0: Yeah. So everyone in the world is grieving and they're all doing it differently and just kind of having that category.
2: And then it's okay. We
1: can all do it
0: differently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that was one thing. The other Another one is just be mindful of the lonely. So just Mm -hmm. extra awareness to people who are on their own um, or, you know, isolated for whatever reason. so, and just be creative, right? Like I heard from um, someone the other day that they have a regular happy hour on Zoom where they all have a drink and they just catch up about the week. It's just like once a week. And I thought, well, that's great. Um, or someone told me out also the other day about uh, going to a park and sitting six feet apart on picnic blankets, like the different
1: <laughs> groups of people. <laughs> so...
2: Um, So anyway, but ways of incorporating people who might be on their own. Yeah, right. Um, And then I also think maybe find ways to lessen stress for frazzled
1: parents.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So um, one example that I thought was really great recently is, um, I don't know if you guys know Michelle Callahan um, at the chapel. but
0: She's the wife of the campus pastor. Yes, Yeah.
2: yeah. And she had this great idea. Um, she decided to do this. I think it's a weekly thing, where she, in the afternoon, has all the kids, whoever wants to, from church, get on a Zoom meeting, and she plans different activities for them to do. Like, I think she did a scavenger hunt once, where they had to go, like, find different things around the house and come back with them. Like, who was first? And Um, she did, you know, a time where they just all came armed with several jokes and told jokes to each other.
1: They were
0: fantastic. Yeah.
2: But just her idea was like a a breather for the parents.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, so just some creative ideas,
0: things. that. Well, and in just a moment, we'll be looking at questions. So if you haven't uh, submitted questions, you do have any, we'll be looking at them in a moment. Uh, But there's uh, one more question, and that's just like tips for parents, really, as we're uh, trying to parent our kids and and be and partner with them in navigating through this. Um, what are things that you think would be helpful for us to think about?
2: Patience, <laughs> um, helping them to regulate their emotions. So when they have that experience of being hyper aroused or hypo aroused, mm-hmm. coming up with ways of helping them either calm their nervous systems down through is helpful to them, maybe coloring or, you know, some, you know, a back rub, whatever, you know, helps them or enlivening activities. So things to get them up and moving and doing something and planning something um, hmm. to pull them out of that, like, malaise.
0: So if someone is kind of low, are you saying, hey, get them to go for a walk or something like something that just kind of gets them to move, just like you're saying, we need to move.
2: Yeah. And I think, though, it's always best to say, Hey, you want to do this with me? Right. Right. Um, Cause that's togetherness is super important um, mm-hmm. and also gives kids a sense of safety. It's going to be
0: okay. Mm-hmm.
2: We're in it together kind of thing.
0: How much do you even like when, like if, if a kid is over or under do you actually kind of name the fact, hey, you're feeling a certain way, aren't you? And try to like help them to interpret that.
2: I think it's super helpful. So right. if, if you can like really simply explain this, like the the diagram that I showed you <laughs> and how like we want to stay in this zone, but sometimes we feel like this and something like I think the more kids understand about what's happening, it's not as scary then. It's like, oh, yeah, that's just that's my pandemic response, right? <laughs> and so you can you can even come up with a name for it that's like, you know, funny. I my um, this trauma teacher that I love, she's been calling it the Godzilla virus, and she talks about how it's stalking the streets. And I think that makes it more like, not that we want to make uh, the coronavirus accessible, but you know what I mean. Like it's <laughs> it puts it more in the realm of. Conquering and things like that.
0: Rather than just this mysterious ethereal thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um I already said about like coming alongside, doing mm-hmm. things together, super important. Um be honest about what's going on because kids know when you're pretending. Mm-hmm. Um so if it's hard, it's hard.
0: And just name it as such. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that probably also means naming, if you're being grumpy, Yes. saying, I'm having a hard time with this too, rather than kind of trying to pretend that everything's okay.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, helping kids put words to their feelings mm-hmm. is really helpful. It's actually helpful for bringing down that um, high arousal as well. So. Um, to actually be able to, and that's really hard sometimes, to, to put words to your feelings, but so you can kind of help them, like, oh, you know, maybe it's feeling kind of like this, or give them different possibilities, and they can say, what does it feel like? Um, so, and sometimes stories is really good way of doing that, too, like, some of us, I'm not very good at this, but some people are really good at making up stories in the moment that sort of like fit with the situation. Or if you point to different stories that you know um, from the Bible, that, you know, like times when, like that story about um, when there was a storm on the sea and it was so scary,
0: right? Yes, right. And
2: Jesus just... Calmed it, well, he's the same person in control. Yeah, that's much
0: more powerful than just saying, hey, God's in control, to actually help them to see, think about the scariness that that Jesus was able to do something right there.
2: Yeah, so yeah. that story that's super helpful. Um language, this is another thing, is language affects um how we understand things, and it's really important um how we use language. So if there's anything to practice, I think, that that might not feel natural, is when kids say, or each other, like, say, I'm depressed, or I'm anxious, or whatever, Hmm. help them to not identify with that emotion, so um, reframe it, I call it relentless reframing, so, um, oh, a part of you is feeling really anxious, Um, instead of, all of you is anxious because when it's av- when it's all of you, what can you do about that? It's just because like helpless. you're in it,
0: right? yeah. if it. If you can actually be in it without having to be it, you can actually face it. Is that the idea? Yeah.
2: And there's also a recognition. Oh yeah. And another part of me is actually kind of,
0: you know, oh, right. So it allows there to be complexity.
2: Or, yeah. Because yeah, that's, re- that's really true is we're all complex, you know, right. we're never one way or the other. Um, or you can say you can say a part of you, or you can say, "Oh, so it has been feeling really frustrating because mm-hmm. has been makes it a possibility that something else might happen in the future." So, mm-hmm. um, so that's just some little wording. Because things.
0: otherwise, like, the, so the key is to not to, to help them to see that this isn't this permanent stuckness that this has happened to you it's everything and it's never going to change which often is how it feels in the book right. yeah
2: right. yeah and the smaller your experience of life the less right. right the less experience you have of i've been through something really horrible before and i was okay so um um laugh together that's super important lots of humor is important um Serve together if there's a way, you know, that's again a creative thing, but ways that you can reach out to people that you can put something together. Um, uh, Structure, structure, structure can't overestimate that exercise. So, again, just
0: like saying, like you're saying, impose kind of a predictability on every day to the degree that you can.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would elicit the help of your kids in figuring yes. out. Yes,
0: so that gives them agency as well. Say, so, hey, what can we? how can we organize our day? What
2: are the things that are important that you feel are important to do each day? You know, yes. um, this one's really interesting. We can't do it as a big church right now, but singing together is really
1: important. Huh.
2: Um, it's a way that, I mean, it's kind of like, I think that God created it this way for us, but it's a way that we get in sync with each other Mm -hmm. in terms of our rhythms and our voices and stuff. And it increases, it's just a way that naturally increases our sense of safety. And I mean, if you think about throughout history, there've been different times that people just, especially in traumatic situations, they just spontaneously sing together. And
0: it's big. it's happening even here with Italy like yeah. singing. For, yeah.
2: And it's an intuitive. We just know this is, we think about when we are calming a baby that's upset, mm-hmm. we sing to them. We just do it. Um, and it works. So singing together is a great thing to do. Um, and then just the reaffirmation that we're in this together. Um
0: I mean, all of those emails that I've heard from, like, a you know, car dealership that we're in this together. That...
2: Except, I mean, like, with your kids, you really are. Right? Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Because they're just as much of an expert on this situation as us. <laughs> like, they know just as much as we do. So, okay. listening to their thoughts can be really helpful. Hmm. And I, so I want to kind of close before I answer questions with. Something Joel said, because I asked him for permission to share this. (laughs) So I asked him last night. I said, so what would you say would be helpful for people to know um, and for a way to think about this? And he said, don't act like everything is normal. He said, don't pretend, accept that it's different and adjust to it that way yeah yeah i was th- i thought he's right cuz everything is not normal
1: right.
2: um and we have an opportunity even though it wasn't something we looked for but it's an opportunity to do things differently to be creative to try something that maybe we wouldn't have thought to try before because we have to it's like necessity is the mother of invention kind of thing mm-hmm. um and so For those reasons, it can be kind of a hopeful time, a time of reevaluating, figuring out what's important, what's not.
0: And I think also related to that, like we've seen for our kids that certain times like this, which are not pleasant, are oftentimes where things like prayer, looking for what God is doing, suddenly becomes a more important moment for them. And so realizing that this is actually something related to that too. Um, do you have anything more?
1: Um, I don't think
0: so. Okay. So I've been curious. I see questions. All right. So, um, so first one, okay. Yeah. Is this where we submit questions? And the answer is yes, I think so. Okay. Um, so as an employer, what is the best way to deal with employees? Um, so, like, you know, like, especially, you know, like, the person's asking, like, in situations where it's essential, so you have to be there. Uh, there's, like, lunches, free day off, but she says, I think we are going to be doing this for a while, so we need more guidance. I can tell some employees are getting anxious in the way they are dealing with customers. Um, oh,
2: um, that's interesting. So, oh, it probably doesn't say who's asking.
0: Oh well, yeah, well, so, yeah, it's uh, Mark and LeVon. Um, And then also, do you have any recommendations for sleepless night or uninterrupted sleep? (laughs) Um, So, first, about employers uh, for essential.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'm assuming when, like, so I don't, I can't really ask you a question. But I was thinking that um, employees being anxious about how they're dealing with customers might be out of fear or Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's
0: what right that would make sense yeah
2: but yeah i see lavon nodding (laughs) (laughs) um and that's hard um because they are you know like they're going through this trauma as well and but they have to like they have to work
0: and so that's Really hard. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Do you? Well, I'm assuming it? you're saying like because like when, like the idea of naming it right and and just being transparent about it yes. would be a key part of like uh, of empathy yeah. and identifying and saying yeah, this is really a difficult thing, isn't it? Um, yeah.
2: So same as like when you're going coming alongside kids, similar I would say, Like even though of course your employees are adults, but um, but even that's how we come alongside each other too to say, yeah, um, I get it, I'm struggling too, Um, and to be able to share, you know, if it feels appropriate, something that was helpful to you, or um, ways that you're trying to do things that is hard for you,
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, I think that's right, and I think it makes sense, and I think just that identification and naming it, kind of like what you're saying with kids, Giving language to it about the challenges of it, I think, is an important part of that too. Yeah,
2: but I would, I can see how that would be really hard because you got to keep those boundaries of uh, also of you know like hierarchy mm-hmm. in that workplace. So I have so, no good answers.
0: How about uh, how about sleeplessness? So like uh, like for people who are struggling and uh, like. We've all been there, right? It's two in the morning and we're trying to power ourselves to sleep and we're like, I'm feeling anxious. Can I stop feeling anxious? Um, <laughs> so I don't know
2: if this is a good idea. Lately I just like surrender and get up. <laughs> and because I found that um, walking around the house in the dark, <laughs> getting a drink of water, sort of can be like a reset. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to sort of get back to it and actually sleep. But um but when you're having trouble turning off the thoughts, you know, that's just, it's really hard. I think it's hard for everyone. I, we've had people come and knock on our door in the middle of the night, you know, kids, not just random
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> I would be true, that would <laughs> in of itself. i like, I can't
2: sleep, and I think, well, I mean, now I can't. <laughs>
0: so, and when you say part, like, I mean, I feel like one of the things that you, when I see in terms of you parenting with our kids, rather than just trying to shout that thought out, like just like kind of like pretending it's not there, shout it down, kind of fighting it, you oftentimes have encouraged more of a, an acknowledging and recognizing, yeah, huh, I'm feeling this right now, and not trying to kind of push it away, but just kind of riding the worry hill, I think is the language that sometimes you you used. Finding some way to redeem the moments of
2: awakeness. <laughs> right. Um, be, you know, work on a creative idea you've been having <laughs> I don't know, but I I think though the best thing to do is to ahead of time like I don't have any answers for the middle of the night but if you really put into place a really slow more extended bedtime routine than you normally would have where you're Ramping down, you
0: know, turning the
2: lights down in stages, you know, listening to peaceful music, whatever the things are that are helpful to you, but not, but like you might need longer, longer off ramp than
1: normal.
0: So you're really trying to tell your body, hey, time to go to sleep now. Right,
1: right.
0: Um, So a six-year-old has said a few nights ago after he was supposed to sleep, I just don't feel like myself. Any insight on this? Ideas of how to walk with him through this? That's a great question.
2: Yeah, um, totally.
0: Um, this is actually very for six year olds, very perceptive.
2: They usually are, right. I think. But yeah, um, yeah. I would just my, my thing would be to to walk right into that with him or her and just say, "I don't either," right? <laughs> or if that's true, um, it, <laughs> might, it might not be. Maybe you feel great. Um, but just to to maybe ask, like, t- tell me about that. Like what what do you feel like? Or how how do you feel, what are the differences? What's different? Because they'll probably have really unique ways of explaining about that, the, the kind of things that yes. um, that are going on that actually can give you more insight. Um, so instead of supplying the feelings. Ask more questions.
0: That would be my advice. So And I, I think like you know, I think at least one of our kids is very good even at a young age of expressing their feelings. But what about kids who have a a harder time being able to I mean, like this obviously was a very articulate I mean, would you say like, you know, try drawing? I mean, like what would you do? Like, you know, like they can't put into words. Do you encourage them to find other ways to kind of try to show it? Yeah,
1: well, I
2: I part of it would be I would validate that. Sometimes yes, yeah, sometimes we just don't know why we're feeling the way we're feeling uh-huh. because like I, I certainly have that Often where I just feel like blah, but I'm not I don't know why I can't put a finger on it mm-hmm. um, so even just to, to Validate that and not you don't have to know why right? Um,
0: something you said earlier. I mean as a six-year-old they might feel like they're never gonna feel like themselves again so helping them to kind of realize right. hey, yeah, we feel like that sometimes, don't we, and then we'll feel better is also probably helpful,
2: yeah, and also sometimes just inviting them to keep talking to you about it like we'll keep you know keep keep me updated on that like <laughs> I'd like to know more about you know when you're feeling like that or if you start to feel different or you know <laughs>
0: that makes sense because again that's the moving towards making them feel safe and belonging in that um, yeah see if there's any others. All right, I think, I think that's it for right now. Or I guess right now we're we're near the end. So this has been awesome. Um, Thanks everyone for joining us. Um, And uh, I just realized um, now our son is spying on us. So if we said anything about him, we apologize. I don't think we did. Um, Um,
2: Yeah, and I'm not, I, I struggle with questions in the moment, but if, if you guys, if things occur to you and you want to talk about any thing that comes to mind, I'm happy to do that subsequently, like whether it's on email or, um, you know, phone call, whatever. So yeah,
0: happy to help people kind of process. Both yeah, and so
2: occurs to you and yeah. Cause usually for me, things occur later. <laughs>
0: so. right. Yeah. And usually whenever people ask me questions, like, I'll give you a poor answer right now, but I can give you a better one later. Yeah. All right. Well, how about I close this time in prayer and uh, thank you again, Father. Uh, I do pray for for us as. Um, well, I was going to say just as a church, but even beyond that, Lord, this is something that that everyone's facing. There is, you know, so much um, so much weight that people are carrying right now. And I thank you that you care, that you've become one of us, and that in Christ we see the depth of view, the compassion you have for us. Um, so I do pray, I pray for us as a congregation that you might help us to experience that reality, and you might also help us to show that reality, Lord, in terms of how we interact with our children, in terms of those interacting with employees, and uh, wanting to care for them well in every place that you put us. Would you please both help us to be able to handle this well and also be a means by which other people can experience this better? I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Oh, uh, let me just see. Is there one more question? Oh, no. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye for right now.
1: Bye.